Welcome to Break-A-Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic costs. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. Joining me this time, we have Corey Birch. Hello! And Anthony Hall. Hey! And the movie we're breaking out this time is Kazam, the 1996 Shaq film where Shaq is a genie. Um, please, <laughs> please tell me, gentlemen, what is your experience with this film? Had you seen it before, or was this your first time? Um, for me... I had seen it before, like a long time ago, and I had forgotten some of the plot points. But um, <laughs> rewatching plot it was a bit a of an word, adventure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten some of the things that were developed okay. and immediately abandoned. In the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Corey? Yeah, no, uh, I I too had uh, seen it, but I, I enjoy the just the the concept of the movie uh, overall just Shaquille O'Neal as a genie is a wild premise for any, <laughs> any film. And, and and clearly as much as they got before they sold it to some studio and then someone had to develop it. Shaquille O'Neal is a genie. All right, now write it like that. That's, the, that's all a, we have as an idea so far. It's a Disney <laughs> property. So that's, that's wild. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Especially wild because, and it will probably get, I'm skipping ahead a lot here, but what we pointed out is that a lot of people die at the end of this for sure, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> too many for a Disney film. Way too many for a Disney film. Also, uh, what I'll say too is I think this film is way too similar to Aladdin to be just also by Disney. It's just the same <laughs> film, the same film company. There's there's enough differences. I can definitely tell them apart. I've, yeah. I've recently rewatched Aladdin for this series as well. Yeah. And uh, no, they're very different films in every other aspect other than they have genies With and are Disney. Yeah. When yeah. does Aladdin steal a uh, <laughs> million dollar tape? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoilers. Come on. <laughs> I was saying more of I'm, I'm very happy that there were not as many rap breaks in Aladdin. <laughs> in there were a few. There were oh, a few. My goodness. Not as many. Not as many. Yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, interested to hear your perspective on this film, Anthony, because I know you are both a rapper and a big basketball fan. And <laughs> I wonder uh, how, how those two aspects flavor your perspective of this film. Well, the basketball perspective, uh, from a basketball fan perspective, it's funny to see Shaquille O'Neal um, try to be an actor. Uh, like op- the operative word being "try," especially in very this strong era. on the try. <laughs> yeah. um, it is just something else. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but from the from it being uh, from the rap sort of perspective and it's like it's so hilarious to hear these songs and like at the beginning of the movie when uh kazam first emerges out of the boom box and he starts yeah. rapping i was i forgot that everything he said was rhyming and i was like oh my <laughs> goodness are we in for a ride oh boy i've got so many of the my favorite just raps written down because there <clears throat> there's so many of them that are <laughs> please please hit us up cory uh, I'll, I'll start with a few and then I'll, I'll sprinkle them in. But like the first one that he says is I'll grant you these wishes three and nobody be dissing me, which is it's a weak rap for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and also like, again, if he's like 5,000 years old or whatever, like when did he hear that dissing was a thing? Yeah. I don't know. Or if you want a Jaguar black, you better stand back, which is 
<laughs> just just not great. <laughs> no, no. Also, he's just like so comfortable uh, rapping and performing. It is like truly a surprise for someone who has been stuck in various vessels over thousands of years to have such stage presence and uh, wherewithal to, uh, I don't know, like make his uh, boombox shoot sparks and uh, have <laughs> dance moves and catchphrases. That's stagecraft, baby. Yeah, like ha- I guess like he just must have had like a masterclass subscription when he was in his boombox. So he's just soaking up all of these uh, different skills. <laughs> Maybe one of his previous masters just asked for like a one man show that he could watch and because <laughs> Sam had to just do a show for him. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty yeah, I had, funny. I had to pick up rap. I had to learn how to do some dance. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> What's oh funny about, about this movie, it, it really is just, I think this was Shaq's idea of where he's going to take off because before, the, like he produced the movie, uh, which I found out, but oh. it, it came right after uh, his Shaq Fu video game. Oh. Uh, so in the movie, he does Shaq Fu. Uh, and also before this, he was already a rapper. I'll put that in quotations. Uh, so of course he's going to rap in this movie. Yeah, that had was- he had he released uh, like his mixtape and stuff already? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. Now <laughs> n- n- all of this is making a lot of sense now. He probably wrote it into his contract, and then also uh, again a spoiler, but at the end of the film. He slam dunks the bad guy, so it's like, of course, yeah. yeah. Just he's like, he's like, it's in a contract. Okay, I can do this, I can do this, and I can do this. It's all gotta be in. In my notes, I have dunked all caps. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in my notes, what I what I put in is that yeah, he turns the bad guy into a ball so that he can dunk him. Yes. At no point does he turn him back from oh. a ball, and it's unclear if being dunked is lethal in and of itself. So I guess we could just believe that that villain then lives the rest of his life as a basketball. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually I don't know if he would make it out because the the building was on fire, right? Sure yeah, he know. might have died in a fire as well. He might have yeah. died from from the force of being dunked and then burned. <laughs> very, very uh, on brand for Disney. Lots of death by being turned into a ball and being burnt to a crisp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I, yeah. okay. So, so much I, to unpack. I, yeah. So much to unpack. And also, so, okay, what about the non-Shack rapping? Because that felt bad to me too. But again, I'm not I'm not an expert <laughs> on, on mid-90s rap. <laughs> so the non-Shack rapping that appeared in this film, I was like, wait, this this is really bad, right? Like, why 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 is this audience cheering? And like, why are these tapes valuable? Um, I think like some of these artists did exist at this time. Like I think Spinderella, uh, oh no, that's a that's a character. There was an, there's another like artist that was I think a real artist, but yeah, the way that I, they portray all these musicians is like oh my god, like all of these people me, are Anthony. so bad. Uh, are you saying that Shaq is not a real artist? Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he I think two he, CDs by him then. <laughs> I think he grew into it, you know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he can grow anymore. He's yeah, he's grown enough, that man. But the song, the song, the the specific song that they, uh, him and uh, the Kazam and Max do together is oh, terrible. Boy. Oh yeah, that's um, bad. That's that was we, clearly bad. We we genie, yeah, we I, I, that, genie. The the full quote is I 
Look to the bird and he say to me, we ain't men, we genie. Which is, <laughs> we genie. <laughs> which is not, it's not like correct grammatically. <laughs> also, in the sense of the story, Max is not a genie. No, but okay. So, but did that set up that in his past, he was trapped with another man who also got turned into a genie, but then is not mentioned at any point anywhere else other than that song? Like, was there someone else who got turned into a genie at the same time as Kazam? I don't know. Was that the plot I picked up from that? I thought (laughs) it was. Or is it that he, since he has these wishes, he considers whomever wields the power of the genie to also be a genie? That's that seems like a stretch, but maybe I don't know. Again, <laughs> this is very very confused mythology, and I'll I'll just take my quick second. Uh, genie and gin, not different things. Gin are just like genie is just a French word for gin in that this, was like developed when they brought it to the West. So in this movie, they're different though because that's what yeah. he says at the end. That's what he says. Yeah. He wants to be a jinn because they're all yes. powerful and genies are slaves. Because oh, yeah. jinn are great. free. They yeah, are I, free. I had that written down. Genies aren't free. Jinn are free. It was, yeah. it was a, a lot of problematic language. Like, Oh, yes. It, he very, very. <laughs> halfway through, he's like, I am not your slave. They yeah. say slave a whole bunch. It's not. Oof. Yeah. Big yikes. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Big yikes. Which is also... The Wee Genie song was set up in such a way that it was like, oh man, I can't perform. I'm so nervous to perform. So an adult black man is learning to rap from an eight-year-old child, white child, is basically how they set up that scene before it happens. I don't know. What is anything really (laughs) in this film? Maddox, you have to remember, it was established at the very beginning, Max, uh, the small child, said, Mm -hmm. I own you, which is... (laughs) let that bring me to my first point that i wrote about max in yeah. my notes which, which is least likable kid ever <laughs> i agree i agree it's it's like they tried to make him an unlikable protagonist like in every way shape or form yeah he's not the good kid in school he's not like a rebellious kid that we're like ooh, but he He's doing. He's going against rules for the betterment. No, he's just like a little shit that I hate yeah. and whines about everything. Doesn't acknowledge other people's feelings at all, and seems not to learn from each experience as it occurs. I really enjoyed watching him be bullied at the beginning. <laughs> and also, I I was when I was watching it, I was like, "Is that Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite?" Did you? Look you are correct. It was. Oh, yes. Wow! Wow! That- <laughs> huge! Huge! I didn't spot that. That's I was wild. like, oh my god, is that Pedro? Oh, Pedro is um, so mean. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, Max is the most generic 90s kid's name. Like, if you go back to any 90s movie, like, nine times out of ten, the, the boy's name is Max, always. Yeah, they reuse that a lot. I think it was Max in Liar Liar as well, which we yep. also did on this. Yeah, yeah. Right. A bunch of them. It's yeah, Max, 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 Max. It's also- just <laughs> fast and easy to say, I guess. I don't know. I, I'd like to say that Kazam is a rare case of a movie that I would consider to be stepdad propaganda. Oh, <laughs> for sure. That, that was also a huge 90s thing, right? Like, divorce in movies was huge in the 90s. Yeah. Like, it was, like, but, literally every movie. But this one, yeah, is like, a lot of times, like, stepdads are portrayed as uh, as evil bastards and scummy dudes. And yeah. this guy is 
like a firefighter. He's like, uh, I wrote, is Travis nice? He's very nice. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This stepdad propaganda trying to make kids believe that all their stepdads are going to be like these heroic firefighters. <laughs> Super nice yeah, guys. Like he, he's set up as a firefighter at the start just so that he can then be the actual one who saves Max at the end. Yeah. Right. And he has, oh. that, mono- he has that monologue um, after like the first time Max like acts out and then comes home and is like, I don't want to talk to you. Uh, and he's like, I'm here. Like, if, when you're ready, like, I'll listen. And I'm like, what is this? What? This is <laughs> I'm a very excessively nice guy. reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> this guy loves this guy's mom. Yeah. That's all he cares about. He doesn't want to replace your dad. He just want, hopes we can be friends. Yeah. And he loves your mom so much. He's just like setting just incredibly low bars for this kid to to meet. And he, he just like, Max, <laughs> Max just tries so hard not to do that. Yeah. He allows his father to kidnap him and threaten him yeah. and runs away from his mom for protection yeah. instead. The, yeah, the opposite. Like the, the portrayal of his actual father, they just made him uh, the worst man ever. Like, uh, I mean, first of all, the crime was pretty lame. See, yeah. The crime was so lame. Piracy. <laughs> like, what the hell? It also gets dates it. To, like, you'd almost say the month that this movie came out because CD piracy is a, like a pandemic. They're like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm like, why is this being run out of a shady nightclub? Why isn't this just being run out of some guy's basement with a single CD rewriter? Yeah. Like, th- that's all you need is a <laughs> is a freaking PC computer with yeah. a writer drive. Yeah, and then also later in the movie, the the dad like yells at his son to be like, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" He says like seven times to the kid who's just like, "Dad, hey." Uh, and he's like yeah. beating up some other chump when he's beating well, up like yeah, the, he's beating up the guy. <laughs> he's beating up the engineer who was like, "I just got hired to record this live album." And yeah. then yeah. his dad, I don't want to do crimes. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna do crimes in front of me, or I'm gonna beat you. Yeah. And I'm the, the Miss Piracy. I'm the good guy. <laughs> yeah, but then also late in the movie, it's established that his dad is basically a ninja. Because if, if you remember, like, when he's escaping from the bad guys, he's like, huh, chuh, huh, huh. it's like, oh, yeah, insane. No, that was a moment that stood out for me, because when he's escaping from the bad guys. So, so, yeah, he escapes, like, the first group of guys, and then they're running down the hall. Yeah. And the first guy they run into is just some guy carrying a bunch of shit. <laughs> and the dad clocks him, and he, like, drops his stuff and stumbles and falls back. And then he, like, opens the door and then clocks that guy again. That guy did not try to stop him at all. That guy was just walking by. <laughs> Let it be known know. that let it be known that Nick Mateo is a ninja, highly trained <laughs> killer. Oh my god. He will beat any man who w- walks on the same hallway as him while he's oh. trying to escape. Oh, Should Christ. we establish what the, the plot of the movie is at any point, Max? <laughs> uh, okay. okay. So if if you haven't, the plot is uh Jeannie was in, I guess, a lamp that really looked more like a hookah. Yep. But that's a broke. Boom. So oh, he yeah, ended yeah, up yeah, yeah. and he ended up in a boombox. Magic boombox, right. baby. And then Max, while running from bullies through what is an entirely derelict district of, I assume, New York. Because mm-hmm. it's just constantly buildings that are falling apart that he's running into here. Yeah. Finds the magic boombox, opens it. Kazam is his genie now, I guess, but for some reason can't use his powers right away, so he doesn't believe it. Plot ensues. I guess, okay. and eventually, yeah. He, yeah. He, he Tell must, me what else happens that actually drives the plot. Max must request three wishes. Yeah, can we talk about how how aggressive the product placement is when 
um, when Shaq gets out of the boombox, he like steps on a perfectly placed can of Pepsi. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of Pepsi oh, that's just like, like held in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely for, some for no very reason. clearly labeled Sunny Sunny D gets like thrown around a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other product placement that you remember being like aggressively blatant? Uh, I mean, like when uh, his wish happens, his first one, um, that obviously oh, yeah. is a, a lot of product placement. So many candy bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah he uh, basically wished he wished for junk food from the ground to the sky, right? And then basically yeah. what started coming down was all of the food that Donald Trump put out at the White House for the football. <laughs> <program. laughs> That's correct. There's like, it's like cold, cold burgers and cold burritos and cold fries. And then finally some candy bars. Again, and they never return to that stash. So that just all rots. Yeah. Causes the rat population to explode yeah. in New York City, but they do um, come back to the fort, and kills. then all the stuff is gone. And it's the just fort, gone. Yeah, the fort is just a fire hazard. First and foremost, let's just this entire city is a fire hazard in this film. Every <laughs> yeah, every building they go into is either derelict building or shady nightclub or their school, which is also kind of falling apart. Like yeah, yeah. Oh. There's another piece of uh, product placement. I don't know if you guys caught it. It was in one of Shaquille O'Neal's raps. He said, if you girls are hungry, let's green egg and ham it. Oh, yeah. I wrote green egg and ham it in my, in my notes. What a line, baby. Dr. Seuss making that Kazam money. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it means, it but it, doesn't, it does, doesn't seem appropriate. It's, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's, green that's, egg and ham it. That's got to be the new pickup line of 2020. Hey, girl, <laughs> let's green egg and ham it. Oh, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> also, um, during that uh, first wish scene in in the fort, um, when they race on the BMXs, that was oh, so up. ridiculous. But it made yeah. me think, like, if Shaq Fu was a video game that had just recently come out at that point in time, like, yeah. why didn't they make Shaq BMX? Like, that would have been amazing. Yeah. It was it was such an unnecessary scene. And then there's parts of it where Shaq is just running with the bike instead. Yeah. Because <laughs> so like, it's a tiny bike for Shaq. Like yeah. he's, he's a, a big man. A, yeah. A BMX is a tiny bike for a regular man, let alone yeah. a seven footer. Yeah. It's, it was such a, an insane, it was like, this is their version of a chase scene, I guess. But it was like, the lamest thing ever because Jagger's like, I'm gonna walk. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I don't think there are any sympathetic characters. Like uh, the closest sympathetic character is the stepdad, but any other than that, I don't think there's any sympathetic characters because Kazam's not a good person. No, let's let's just make uh, he made as a passing comment that he caused Pompeii. Yeah, yeah, I have yes. that written down too. <laughs> like, like, whoops! I caused. <laughs> Pompeii. It was a an entire, Someone wished. Okay, but like, use use some amount of artistic license. We know that genies can kind of change the way they do things. Yeah. I don't know what that person wished for, but Pompeii wiped an entire city off the map and then like messed with the climate for years to follow as the ash cloud wrapped itself all the way around the globe. Yes. It is such a huge catastrophe so huge. for someone to just be like, whoops, yeah. I did a Pompeii. Yeah, and all the people <laughs> got, did a Pompeii. <laughs> got so off guard that they were literally frozen in time where they were. Like, it's 
It's so insane. And they also, like, in the, the plot of the movie, they skate over it so much. Because Max is like, what's the worst thing you've done? And Shaq's like, well, uh, I caused Pompeii. And then he's like, no, <laughs> but really. It's like, what <laughs> Really? <laughs> That's why Max is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck has Max done that he doesn't think Pompeii is a big deal? Oh yeah, that's God. ridiculous. <laughs> that's like absolutely crazy. Oh boy. All right, let's let's step through this step by step with all the wishes. Then let's start. First wish is the uh, the attempted wish that does not get cast, which is he asks for a jaguar. Oh yeah, uh, jaguar black. You better stand back. You better stand back. Come on. Which doesn't work for no reason that is established. There's no reason ever established why his powers don't work immediately. And also seems like a dangerous first wish because, again, we don't know how old Kazam is. Jaguar probably doesn't mean car to him. Probably means an actual Jaguar. I really thought that's how that one was going to get twisted. I thought he was going to summon a jungle cat. I I hoped that as well. I was like, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I think that would be a funny gag. It would go like for the tone of this film for sure but then like they just he doesn't have magic at the beginning and like you said like there's no explanation whatsoever why that's a thing yeah because he clearly came out of the genie like he did magic to come out of the boom box yeah he did magic to scare the kids away he made a bunch of wind and stuff and then when he tried to cast the wish it just didn't work for no reason like did he just like blow his load doing his early magic that he couldn't like <laughs> yeah. fulfill a wish in the time? Like did his cool down? Like, he just he had, he had too many rhymes up in his head, and he yeah. just couldn't he couldn't then do a wish yeah. right after. Spent all his energy. <laughs> I so swear ridiculous. this never happens to me. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. no, I can do this. It's fine. He just has like performance anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's yeah. a, that's a very uh, that's a very deep uh, character trait of. Kazam is that he has performance anxiety and that uh, obviously is strewn throughout the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, so yeah, wish, wish the first official wish is junk food from here to the sky. We talked about that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. How that is, you know, that was just a big mess that he made of food that he left around. He didn't make the right type of junk food. He didn't prepare it or store it. It just, yeah. Yeah. Big old he, he mess. He didn't even eat it. He didn't eat most of it. He made like one chocolate bar. Yeah. So, like, if you only have three wishes for your first one to be, like, junk food from here to the sky. Again, Max is not a smart kid. He's not responsible. So many things he could have done. Diabetes, uh, number one. <laughs> yeah. He, he will likely die of diabetes. Yeah, he didn't ask for any resistance to candy or anything. So, all right, that's not great. Wish number two was for that master tape that is somehow worth a million dollars. It's it's so also confusing because it's established that there are CDs in this world. Like the whole crime was <laughs> CD piracy, but they're also like, but I need the tape. It's like, what the fuck? Is it that the recording technology made it so you had to have this master tape that then you would process the audio onto CDs? That seems too advanced. I because yeah, I don't think it was just a cassette tape. I think it was a, a different type of tape. So it might have been a higher fidelity analog tape that you could right. then make CDs off of. I'm not super up on my mid '90s uh, audio recording technology. I haven't. But the tape that he wished for was a regular cassette tape. It wasn't yeah. like a fancy. No, tape. It, it was. It was a different type of tape. It wasn't a cassette oh. tape. <laughs> it was slightly different size. It looks I like it came out of the boombox. I think it was just a prop. I don't think that the writers of this, who I think one of them was probably Shaquille O'Neal, was like, we don't need to worry about the the logistics of this. That is also fair. That is very likely. (laughs) It is also not clear if he just got a new tape or whether he just stole the tape back from the kids who he then helped 
I guess he helped steal the tape, even though why, what would they, what value could they derive from some random ass tape? And why did they want to, I don't, ugh. well, they, they were trying to hold it ransom, right? So that the boss, um, the creep, but they guy, never made any demands. They did. They did. They, they said to Max, they're like, you have to, uh, tell your dad if he wants the tape back that he's, that he needs to give, uh, like thousands of dollars. And then Max goes to talk to his dad. And that's oh, when okay. that's when he sees like um, Malik like beat up his dad and then be like, uh, "You need to get that tape back." And then Nick Mateo is like, "Yeah, I'll get it back by midnight." And right. then and then he makes the second wish because he's like, "I have to save my dad, who clearly doesn't care about me." Like, yeah, he has he doesn't it, care about him. He's made it very very clear yeah. many times already in the film that he does not care about Max. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and also again, like okay, the tape's worth a million dollars or whatever. Could could have just worth wished for ten million dollars. It's still a material thing. It's still totally within Kazam's ability to just make more money. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, okay. Oh, you wanted the tape because it's worth a million dollars. Well, here's just a million dollars instead. We we good? I imagine we yeah. good, right? <laughs> and the the villain is so creepy. He's such a creepy, yeah. creepy man. Yeah, like I don't know what the casting call for that role was, but just like. I don't think he was an actor, just like a guy. <laughs> like, hey, you. No you way, like man. That <laughs> actor is Mar is Marshall Manesh. He is an Iranian American actor, and he has been like that evil guy okay. in so many movies. So like, he's just that. <laughs> he is, <laughs> yeah. He is like, yeah. He is like evil foreign guy essentially which is like like that that red is racist right like everyone felt that that character was there just to be racist right (laughs) well he's like he's the only guy that like knows about all of like this like genie lore lore? yeah 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 he just gives people creepy eyes and like like the the thing of eating goat eyes feels like that's just like racist against people from the middle east right yeah yeah. (laughs) he wants like the the sultan's gold is what he says, and then uh, he 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 like uses his like uh, his assistant basically to try to trick Kazam, but then Kazam yeah. falls in love with her. Like, and that is something that is like really poorly developed as well. Like, they have like one scene together, and it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem that she likes him back at all. No, no. <laughs> and yet at the end, like I, they just sort of like, um, but yeah, they end up together. I guess we'll show that in like a walking away scene. Yeah, yeah. It's like I guess he's a, a a regular person now, and he's just okay. Which is not what was established at all. It was supposed to be established that he became a jinn, so then he would be just as powerful but free. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but I guess he has to. I guess he has to get a job now instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. That it was like, oh, I gotta get a job. Wah, wah. I haven't had a job in five thousand years. That's a that's a. Oh. That's a yeah that doesn't feel good that whole uh his career as like a rapper though like the genie he's like i don't want to keep being a genie i want to be a rapper it was insane what a (laughs) what an insane sequence and like the boombox with the pyrotechnics yeah. yeah, or just the idea of like, well, if you're waiting on your third wish, fine. I'm just going to become a rap star until you make your wish. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not how this works. That's not don't, doesn't even make sense. But don't like, call me like, Kazam. Call me Class K. 
But oh. it also seemed like uh, not a bad uh, deal for for Kazam because like when he was like on like the middle of the show, whatever. I don't know. Like he's the only performer, so I don't know why there was an intermission where he just went backstage. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, he, he had people like like dabbing him. Somebody's job uh, I watched was they just had a paper towel and they were dabbing his neck because <laughs> he was sweating a lot. <laughs> like there was also a person with a regular towel too, and I was like, why are there? Two dabbers? Yeah, and then there was a person, also product placement, just holding a Pepsi for him. Yeah, holding it in front of his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have a Pepsi. Smell oh it. Smell gosh. some Pepsi. Well, I can't blame him. That seems like a pretty good life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and third third and final wish is his, his one where he kind of cheats and goes ethereal and wishes for a second chance. And then the logistics of what happened after that are, I would say, unclear? Yeah. Yes. I think, I think... Even though that's a cheating wish, somehow it's a selfless wish. So that allows Kazam to be free because his master made a selfless wish. But it's but not. And then when he was free, he got to bring the kid back to life. And then he became really big for a bit and shiny. Yeah, I, yeah. I wrote in my notes that Kazam becomes Zordon? Question <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I just put the word bigger like does Shaq need to be bigger yeah he was plenty big like but it's just his go- face it's like zoomed yeah. in just his face and yeah. like a bunch of gold smoke yeah but it's just like okay so we've got we've got Shaq like the biggest person ever yeah. we need to make him more impressive can we think of any and can we think of anything we can do to make the biggest person we already have more impressive oh is it only biggerness is biggerness the only route we have make his head bigger Make his head. They already dropped the fact that he studied academia in Mesopotamia. So how? What? What is the the higher version of that? Being bigger, obviously. I guess being bigger. <laughs> the yeah. only logical next oh step. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Which is not not impressive studying me- academia in Mesopotamia. It's like, well, they didn't have schools yet. They just invented writing. <laughs> well. <laughs> If you can well, think of a better rhyme for academia, I'd like to hear it, Maddox. <laughs> uh, like macadamia, I guess. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna study macadamia. That's that's nothing. I don't know if you study I it, but like studied academia in macadamia. <laughs> uh, what I will say about this film, uh, it 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 oddly came out the same year as Space Jam. I don't know if you guys realize that. Oh, it, it came out I did over, not. It came out before Space Jam. It came out in July and then Space Jam in November. Uh, but I think arguably Shaq, even though he wasn't the best actor, I think he did a better job than Michael Jordan. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. That's, I'll, that's I'll pretty expl- bold. I'll Explain say- your fighting words. Okay, well, what I'll, uh, I, I'll say that I enjoy Space Jam as a film much more. Mm-hmm. But I don't th- I mean, Michael Jordan is also just playing himself. But I think he's also... He's really just chewing the scenery. He's not doing a great job. He's just kind of there, and he's Michael Jordan. Whereas Shaquille O'Neal, uh, he he really embodies this genie. Uh, I feel. I feel. Do you do you feel like he did any character work, or did he just make weird sounds occasionally and <laughs> do things with well, special effects? Well, that's half the half the job of acting. I don't know. I think, we, I, I think we follow different schools, but <laughs> acting is reacting, and he did oh a lot. Oh my of god! <laughs> I do agree with Corey that Shaq as Kazam is infinitely more entertaining, but that's just because I think Shaq is 
more charismatic than Michael Jordan. But if we yeah. if we say we look at the two movies and their protagonists, I think Michael Jordan portrayed like a, a likable dude better than Max portrayed or whatever the <laughs> actor's name is, the sure. kid who played Max portrayed a likable kid. Like yeah. I'm yeah, so sure. much more invested in Michael Jordan saving the Oh, a thousand percent. Uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to this kid trying to figure out his parents' divorce. <laughs> divorce yeah. and navigating through the life of a crappy kid who gets bullied. <laughs> what, I, what I will give you is Michael Jordan made sure to um, give himself the handicap of having a lot of other famous actors, very charismatic actors or char- and charismatic characters in his film with him. Yeah. Right. Corky Pig, well, a famous actor. Love him. Sure. I mean, he's at least, you know, he's well known. Uh, he knows how to. He knows how to introduce introduce an audience. Um, but Sha- Shaq's all on his own in this. There's not yeah. really any other star actors in this. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, there's there's zero. Zero why, star actors. That's why Shaq does it all, man. He does it Shaq foo. He raps. He slam dunks somebody. Yeah, slam dunks the villain to death. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a great example of why sometimes it's important to just, you know, find one thing and really focus on it and be co- get good at that one thing and then not branch out at all. Um, <laughs> Did, do you guys uh, remember this that uh, or like a lot of people misremember this movie as Shazam starring Sinbad? Yes, it is a famous Mandela effect moment that like, yeah. No, no one believes when they say no, no, no. It's Kazam with Shaq. It was there is no Sinbad genie movie. Yeah, it, wow. It, it's such a it's such a funny because like even myself was like, oh yeah, yeah, Sinbad in that movie. I think I think it's like uh, people getting it confused with Jingle All the Way, where Sinbad played the bad guy there. Right, but he wasn't a genie in that. Yeah, I don't know. That's like that's just you know maybe there are just parallel universes where there is Corey Birch. And Maddox Campbell and Anthony Hall doing a podcast about Shazam. Uh, <laughs> I want to listen movie. to that. I think that Sinbad would do a, a better job because he's an actor. <laughs> he's a comedian. That's yeah, for exactly. sure. Yeah. See, oh, see well, that's what I'm wondering. Is I'm wondering if maybe I thought I heard vaguely that they might actually do it now. Just to, just to put it to rest. They might actually just give Sinbad a no genie way. movie. I would for sure watch that. I'd watch the hell out of that. That'd be great. Oh my gosh. I can't find any evidence of it. I did a quick Google just to be like, yeah. is that a thing? But no, instead it just ends up with, yeah. yeah. It's a giant Mandela effect. There's all these movies being like conspiracy theory. There's even some that say proof Shazam movie is real. And you're like, no. Yeah. Somebody no. did a Photoshop of like a VHS cover with Sinbad. Or, it's the real thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Berenstein, so, Bears, yeah, Berenstein Bears thing, too. It's uh, yeah. it's wild. And it, well, it's specifically, it's called the Mandela effect. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the thing is that everyone remember, everyone collectively remembers something, yeah. even though it's not true. Yeah, because people um, believe that uh, Nelson Mandela died in the 80s, uh, when in fact he didn't die until 2013. Yeah, he, he got out of prison, but everyone just remembered him dying in prison. So yeah. it's called the Mandela effect. And then conspiracy theories think... That it actually is like it's an alternate reality, or it's like the Matrix was recoded, and that's why everyone has these false memories. Yeah, but really, it's just it's a well documented quirk of human psychology that we occasionally two things merge in our mind, and we put it together, and then a lot of people make that same merging. So 
they all can think they it's recode twenty twenty so that yeah. we don't have to look for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the greatest evidence we're not in the Matrix is that yeah. someone would have rebooted once twenty twenty started. Yeah. I want to be in the Sinbad Shazam universe right now. Yeah, like this disc is corrupted. This data is <laughs> is no good. <laughs> well, also, there's a few like I mean, looking back, there was a lot of problematic things in this movie, but uh, one of the the most was like when Shaq woke up in bed next to Max. Oh boy, yeah. That was, <laughs> was concerning. And then later And they the even film, called it out too. They called yeah. it out because he was like, get out of my bed, you pervert. Yeah. <laughs> but then later in the movie, when Max comes back to life after Shaq carries him like he's the bodyguard in the movie Bodyguard, he like kisses Max on the lunch a whole punch. Oh. It was, like I'm like, this would not fly. I don't yeah. know why. Well, it flied back then, but Jesus Christ. Well, and that scene, the scene where, like, following uh, when he wakes up uh, in his bedroom, and yeah. then he, like, changes uh, his costume to pretend to be a tutor. Yeah. And then, like, has breakfast in that, like, weird Star Wars breakfast montage. Yeah. It was, like, I was, I was so uncomfortable. I was, like, this yeah, man just, cause... like, this huge dude just walked into your house. Yeah, none of none of the stuff, like, I'm a tutor sent from the school. That's why I'm coming out of your son's room at eight in the morning. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> like, that's not an explanation that makes any goddamn oh, sense. Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild how okay. it was. I have one question. Spoiler, this is at the end of the movie. But when they come out of the club and Travis carries out Max and then they're like, can we go home? You come in, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he says... I could really use like a hot chocolate right now and it appears in front of him. Does that mean that in the process of Kazam becoming a Jin, that um, Max became a genie? That's for Kazam huh. 2. That's for Kazam 2. Coming to the theater <laughs> near you. Because <laughs> yeah, I read it as that's like a last gift from Kazam who still does have his powers, but then that doesn't make sense why he needs to get a job. So yeah, maybe he just... But like, or maybe he, he never got his third wish, so maybe the yeah. universe just gave him his third wish and gave him that hot chocolate. That's, That's his third wish, it. is the hot yeah. chocolate? He did wish for it, yeah. Because he didn't get the second chance because second chance didn't make sense. He can't do ethereal. Yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, as a quote from this film, you don't get second chances in life, okay? Mm. That's what it's also, at him, which is a great don't, <laughs> don't drink hot chocolate you find on a sewer grate. I literally wrote that. That's the last thing I wrote. I said, <laughs> do not drink that. <laughs> like, I, like we said a lot of nice things about um, about the, the stepfather and and we, we assumed nice things about the mom because we don't have a, a lot of our character work off of. But they allowed him to drink hot chocolate that was found on a sewer grate outside of a burning building. Yeah. But it looked pretty good. If I'm honest, it looked, I would drink that. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't care how good it looks. No, <laughs> you don't. You don't eat found food. You don't eat food that you don't know where it came from. <laughs> yeah. So oh. ridiculous. This film, the the mom, like, what yeah. what development did her character really have? None. I don't like, think any character really developed, but yeah. Her no, character. none of them got better. This, this, <laughs> this film fails the Bechtel test, like, oh, yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but what it doesn't fail is the, the rhyme test. Uh, oh, yeah, the rhyme, <laughs> rhymes per scene. Will you indulge me in uh, uh, one final rhyme? I, I, you know what, a- Anthony and Corey, you guys can probably rap better than I can. So I'll have you send off the podcast 
Give us your final thoughts okay, on Kazam okay, in this wait. form of a wrap to end this podcast. Before I, I sign off, uh, I just want to say that I can't believe that Shakaroni pizza wasn't invented uh, during this movie because <laughs> what a great tie-in that would have been. Yeah, but also, have you had it? Have you have you had the Shakaroni pizza, Corey? Anthony, it's too big for one person to consume. You understand? It is that, right? great. It is fantastic. It's shack-sized pizza. It's pizza built for a shack. <laughs> it is a great deal. I would if, highly recommend that. Guys, this uh, Maddox, if you can get sponsorships <laughs> on this podcast, get Shakaroni Pizza by Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that existed. I just looked that up and I'm not going to, but thank you for the advice. How it's like it's like fifteen ninety nine for an extra large pizza with extra cheese and extra pepperoni. An extra shakaroni. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, shakaroni. I just did a I just did a plug for no reason. <laughs> Papa yeah. John's. Yeah. Papa John's uh, a racist man, but they're like, let's put Shaq as our spokesperson and for one it, of our pizzas and make it ridiculously too large. Shakaroni. All right, please, please wrap us off, gentlemen. Okay, well, I'll, give, us, I'll, give us some lines. I'll, I'll quote Shaquille O'Neal from this film: "Suffer a curse that was more than malarial. Served every Tom, Dick, and Harry yo. Guess my age. I'm an." octogenarial one stab of my fingers i'll get a benningerial also none of those words were words <laughs> oh. none of the rhymes none of the rhymes were words <laughs> but shaq believed they were so more power to him how about you anthony what are your thoughts on this film in rap oh i'll i'll end it with a simple uh rhyme in the style of the raps of this film <laughs> Max is a dumb meanie. It takes a royal asshole to screw up having a genie. <laughs> and he wants a shakarini. I know. I honestly think your rhymes were better than any of the rhymes in this film. So you know what? That's that's it, guys. Thank you so much, both of you, uh, for joining me. Thank you to the audience for joining me. And we'll have another movie sometime soon. All right. Bye. What a Bye. dumb movie. God bless you. <laughs> See you later, guys. Stay safe. Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod, email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com, join the BreakAWish discussion group on Facebook, and you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or buying a t-shirt on TeePublic. All this information at BreakAWish.ca. For more Corey Birch, you can check out at Good News Comedy on Instagram, or Good News Comedy The Show on Facebook. It's a monthly comedy news show that you can catch the last Friday of every month on Facebook. For more Anthony Hall, you can check out at Hall and Jokes on Instagram and Twitter, or his series Ming's Dynasty on CBC Gem in Canada or Fuse TV in the US. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. So... What would you wish for? This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! 
Hey there, my name is Abbas Wahab, comedian and host of The Immigrant Section, my weekly podcast where I bring on other comics, artists, and interesting people from all different backgrounds of life. And we just get to chatting about what's going on today, sharing funny stories and cultural tips and everything in between. Uh, Whether you're an immigrant raised by one or just like watching cultures collide, this is the podcast for you. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts at or go to the sonarnetwork.com and make sure to subscribe to the immigrant section. Remember, not listening is racist. Hi, everyone. My name is Rolly Bush, one of the hosts of Sonar's new podcast, My Gorgeous Son. I started this podcast because my son went down to Hollywood and flamed out hard and we try to help him get on track. My career didn't flame out. I just came home. That's all. Joining us every episode, of course, is our podcasting intern, fresh from the Ryerson Podcasting School, Everardo. How's it going? So join us by Google. Yeah, Google. Just Google My Gorgeous Son. It's not hard to find. Or Sonar. Just type in Sonar. You know what? You're probably listening to a podcast already, so you kind of know how it works. Yeah. Just find us yeah, as we're well. On the we're Sonar called Network. My Gorgeous Son. So check us out. It's a fun show. Uh, you'll love it. <laughs> 